Hallelujah. Do you believe that God wants you to do something? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We want to help these people somehow, some way. Hallelujah. If you open up your Bibles to the book of John, chapter number 8. Oh, Jesus, we love you today. John, chapter number 8. I learned a long time ago that you cannot outgive the Lord. I'm not going to repeat everything that Pastor Garza said, but he couldn't have been more right. Hallelujah. You will never, 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 never do without when you exceed the minimum requirements that God has placed on you in your life. It doesn't matter whether it's your finances or whether it's your uh, whether it is your prayer life or your spiritual condition, no matter what it is, when, when you exceed the minimum requirements, that's when God begins to bless you. Some people never move forward in the kingdom because they only meet the minimum expectations. I don't want to be a C-minus Christian. <laughs> I want to exceed the expectations of God. I want to exceed the expectations of the Lord. Hallelujah. I need to get turned up a little bit, brother. John chapter number eight, verse number one. I don't need it louder out there. I just need it louder up here. Hallelujah. Jesus. John chapter number eight, verse number one says, Jesus, uh, John chapter eight. Yes, Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives and early in the morning he came again into the temple and all the people came unto him and he sat down and he taught them. And the scribes and the Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said unto him, Master, this woman is taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But what sayest thou? And if you would flip back in the scriptures, but forward a little while in time, Matthew chapter number 26 and verse number 7, it says, There came unto him a woman having an alabaster box of very precious ointment and poured it on his head as he sat at meat. But when the disciples saw it, they had indignation, saying, To what purpose is this waste? For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. When Jesus understood it, he said unto them, Why trouble ye the woman? For she for a good for she hath wrought a good work upon me. Hallelujah. God doesn't care about your origin. God cares about your destination. Why don't we ask God to help us this evening? Jesus, we love you today. We love you today, and we thank you for the touch of heaven that we feel in this service tonight, God, and we know that you will do what we need you to do in this service. There's people that came with needs, God, and we come with that expectation that those needs will be met. There's hearts that need a touch of heaven today, God. There are hearts that need a touch of heaven. I pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ, hallelujah, that you would help those people move forward tonight, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Uh, hallelujah. God bless you. You might, you may be seated. Uh, hallelujah. Everybody has uh, an origin story. 
It's an expression that I kind of just recently heard uh, reading different things, and I, I stumbled across the expression, and it seemed strange. It had never been an expression that really registered with me in the past, but all of a sudden I just seen it uh, written down in numerous uh, places. Uh, they talk about it a lot in fiction work. They talk about the origin story. It talks about uh, it's not part of the story, but it's the story that makes up the story. It's the history of the the character or the protagonist or the antagonist and how they got to the place that they were at when you begin reading that story. Each and every one of us has an origin story. We didn't just appear here. We are the product of all the things that have happened in our lives, all of the decisions that we have ever made, all of the experiences that we have ever had all of the things that have happened in our life they are part of our origin story we didn't just appear we didn't just appear out of nowhere there were a lot of things that led us to this very moment all of the decisions that you've made you know what there were some bad decisions along the ways there were some decisions that were made that hurt us I haven't met too many people that haven't made a few decisions in their life that they wish that they couldn't do over again. Thank God that he doesn't care what we were, but he only cares about what we can become. He doesn't care about where you were yesterday. He doesn't care about where you were last week or last month or last year. What the Lord is concerned about in this, this, this service this evening is where you're going to go, what your decisions are going to be from this day forward what the destination of your life is going to be thank God that while yesterday may have happened last month might have happened these things these decisions that you've made the things that you have done while you might have some regrets some some things you wish you could do over again there's a God who's not looking what's behind you but he's looking at what's in front of you he's looking at the things that you're going to become we read about a woman that had lived a very degrading life. I don't know what had happened in her life that had led to that moment, that had led to that point where there was, I'm sure, a whole string of bad decisions. There were a whole series of events that had transpired in her life that got her to that very moment where they had grabbed her, dragged her away from what she was doing, and threw her in front of Jesus and said, Lord, Master, we want you to judge this woman. This is what the Bible says. This is what the prophets say. But what do you say about this woman? I am so thankful that when the Lord God of heaven, robed in flesh, looked at that woman, he didn't see an adulteress. He didn't see a prostitute. He saw what she was going to become. I'm so glad that when God looked down from heaven and he saw you, he didn't see a porn addict. He saw what you could become. He didn't see a drug addict. He didn't see an alcoholic. He didn't see a thief. He didn't see
he a gang member? What he saw, hallelujah, what he saw was what you could become. When the gods of this world threw you down at the feet in the dust of the world and said, oh, this man deserves judgment. There was a God who said, you know what? I see what he can become. I see what his future is all about. The pages of this Bible are full of people who made very poor decisions and started out their lives very poorly. All right, at the very beginning, we read that Adam and Eve had sinned in the garden, but once that sin was dealt with, hallelujah, God did not dwell on their sin and their failure. We might be focused on that, but what he focused on was showing that mankind, when you fail, I'm going to make a way for you to get out of the mistakes that you have made. There's always a way out of your mistake, my brother. There's always a way out of the failures that you've known, sister. It doesn't matter what's happened. There's always a way out. Abraham was born and raised in a land of idol worship, a place of false doctrine. All around him was wickedness and evil. But in spite of the fact that he didn't start out as a worshiper of the one true God, hallelujah, he became a worshiper of the one true God. You might not have started your life in a one God, Jesus name, apostolic, tongue talking church, but thank God that it doesn't matter where your life began. It can end in this place right now. Hallelujah. It can end in this church. Hallelujah. Not your life, but your life in the world can end and your life in Christ can begin. You can walk with Jesus from this day forward. It doesn't matter where you started. What matters is where you're going. Your origin isn't important to us today. What's important to the Lord is where you find yourself at the end of your life. I'm thankful that though I was not born in the church, I find myself in the church today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful that while I might not have been born into the family of God, he adopted me into this glorious family. For as many as are led of the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption. You have been brought into this family. Some folks, they, get to, they, they have this misconception that, they, uh, that somehow an adopted child isn't quite the same as a natural bull child. But I come to tell you that that's not true. That's not true. There's no truth in that whatsoever. As a matter of fact, I've got a sister who will remind me of that all the time. My sister was adopted. We got her when I was five years old. If you were to ask me when I was five where babies came from, I'd tell you Nanaimo. That was the city we went and got my sister at. But she would often tell me, she, oh yeah, mom and dad didn't have a choice about you, but they chose me. They didn't have a choice with you. You just come along, whether they liked you or not. But they picked me out. 
They selected me. I have been given a spirit of adoption. I wasn't born in this thing, but he chose me. He chose me. He chose me. It doesn't make me better. It doesn't make me worse. Hallelujah. The fact that you weren't born here doesn't make you any better, and it doesn't make you any worse. But hallelujah, thanks be to God. It means that you have been given a spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father, that he is your dad. That he's your heavenly father and that you have an inheritance with the great God of heaven almighty. There is something about being a chosen son of God, being a chosen daughter of God. You might not have started out this way, but thanks be to God, your origin story doesn't matter. What matters is where you're headed on. Hallelujah. There's just something special about being that adopted son or daughter. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for he have chosen us in him before the foundations of the world that ye should be holy and without blame before him in love that in time past you were not a people but you are now a people of God which had not obtained mercy but now you've obtained mercy thank God you have obtained mercy you might have been lost but now you're found you might have been dead in trespasses and sin but now you're full of the Holy ghost you have an origin but thank god your origin did not disqualify you from becoming the child of god you're meant to be see you're meant to be a christian you're meant to walk with god you were chosen by him before the foundation of the world before you ever knew you needed him he already chose you he already selected you When you sinned, he was still waiting. Hallelujah. He was still waiting, calling on you. When you made a bad decision, hallelujah, he was just waiting on you to realize who you were meant to become. It doesn't matter where you started. What matters is where you begin, where you finish. Moses began his life being given up by his mother. Gideon, the great warrior, began his relationship with God, hiding in a cave. David, who became king, was a simple and humble shepherd. Micah the great prophet was just a farmer all 12 of the disciples were not of stature they were not people of status in the community a bunch of them were fishermen something that was considered of lowly a lowly position in the community one was a tax collector everybody hated him and Simon was a revolutionary politician an anarchist some would have said all 12 of these men were called by the Lord they were chosen not because of what they were but because of what they could become hallelujah even the Lord himself had such a humble beginning he was born on the floor of a barn and he spent his first life his first night of life sleeping in a feed trough and while Hallmark and Hollywood would try and portray that scene as some beautific thing that, uh, that was put on a greeting card the truth is he began rough he began simple he began without privilege his parents were poor he was raised up laboring it doesn't matter how you begin what matters is what you become hallelujah it doesn't matter what you begin hallelujah it matters what you become 
that woman we read in our text, uh, hallelujah, she, we had read about her caught in the very act of adultery. Some believe that that uh, act uh, that she was engaged in was actually her vocation. Uh, that woman who had had such a sad and pitiful life, uh, that woman who had had such a, a, a rough, uh, rough beginning to her life, uh, uh, even a rough beginning to her contact uh, with Jesus Christ. Uh, she came in contact with Jesus who didn't care where she came from. He saw what she could be and where she could go. In the book of Matthew, we read how this woman came in contact with Jesus a second time. It says, and there came unto him a woman having an alabaster box of precious ointment and poured it on her, on his head as he sat at meat. See, something had happened to this girl from that moment when she lied in the dust judged by everybody to that moment when she came came and sat with Jesus and broke that alabaster box and began to pour the ointment on his head. Oh, they still looked at her and they still judged her, but the Lord didn't. See, he didn't care about her beginnings. He just cared about what she was doing now and what she was doing in the future. See, she wasn't the bad girl from the wrong side of town anymore. All of a sudden, she was a future saint of God paying homage and honor to Jesus. Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, the God man. I don't know where you've been. I don't know what you've done. I don't know what kind of life you've lived, but I know that somewhere there is an alabaster box with your name on it, and all you need to do is break that alabaster box and start pouring the oil. All you need to do is start worshiping the God of your creation. All you need to do is start worshiping the one who showed you mercy, because the God doesn't care where you came from. He doesn't care about your origin. He just cares about where you're going. You might have been a failure before, but you don't have to stay a failure. You might have cheated. You might have lied. You might have not done right, but you don't have to keep going down that road. Your origin doesn't dictate your destination. God's trying to reach for you and pull you out of this, uh, the mire of sin. The world is trying to drag you back, but but there's a God who said, you know what? I'm going to keep reaching for her. I'm going to keep reaching for him. I'm going to keep pulling on his heart because I know what he can be. I know what she is capable of. I know the destination that I have in store for her. All she needs to do is pick up that alabaster box and break it and pour that anointing oil on me just to begin to worship me. Oh, what? You know what he was? Do you know what he did. Jesus doesn't care what you did. He cares what you're going to do. Would you go ahead and raise your hands for a moment. Go ahead. Help us, Lord. Jesus, I need your help right now. Go ahead. Come on. Pray someone. Jesus, we need your help right now. 
There's some people that are living under the condemnation of sin, and you don't have to anymore. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. So that's a Bible verse that tells you that all of the failures of the past don't judge your future. <laughs> Go ahead. Raise your hands right now. I'm trying to reach for somebody, church. Help me, please. Jesus, we need your help right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Your origin doesn't matter. What matters is where you're going. God saw where you were going to be tonight. He said, you know what? I'm going to show them a better way. I'm going to give them a better opportunity. I'm going to show them that they don't have to stay in the same state, that they can move on to something beautiful, to something wonderful, to something glorious. You don't have to stay stagnant in sin, but you can let the Holy Ghost touch you right now. Hallelujah. You think it's not possible. You think because of who you were, you got to stay in that state. You think because you haven't gotten the Holy Ghost yet, you're never going to get the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, that's a lie from the pit of hell. You think because you haven't ever gotten victory in your life, you're going to have to stay without victory in your life. That's a lie from hell. You think because you keep tripping up over cigarettes, you're not going to have any victory ever. That's a lie from hell. You think because you can't get yourself off porn, that somehow you're consigned to stay be stuck on porn for the rest of your life. I'm telling you, sir, that's a lie from hell. I'm going to get as plain as I need to get tonight to help somebody. I'm telling you, you haven't been messing with sin and you think you have to stay there because that's the only thing that you've ever known. That that's part of your history. That's part of your past. And it has to stay a part of your life and become your future. But I'm telling you, your origin doesn't matter. What matters is, is what God sees about your future and what God sees about the destination of your life. One day you can make heaven your home. One day you can look down and you can see yourself walking on streets of gold. You're not here by accident. You're here on purpose and the God of heaven's trying to reach for you right now. You might try to push it off right now. Hallelujah. I can feel it in the spirit. You're trying to push this thing off. Hallelujah. Just trying to push off the conviction of the Holy Ghost. You're trying to push off the things of the spirit. You're trying to push them off. But I'm telling you right now, the God of heaven is trying to reach for you. He's trying to pull on you. He's trying to tell you you don't have to stay that way there is another thing coming something better is on its way and you just need to respond to that I'm waiting for somebody to say oh God I want that that's what I'm looking for if you would just raise your hands and close your eyes and say Jesus I'm tired of what it's been show me what's to come I'm tired of this state God show me the next thing show me where I'm supposed to be show me what's coming my way oh God Go ahead. Hallelujah. You need some help right now. This ain't going to work unless you get some help. Hallelujah. This ain't going to work unless you get some help. You need to get some help right now. You've been you've been struggling under the weight of condemnation and, and sin, but the Holy Ghost is trying to help you. He's trying to show you that it doesn't matter what's happened in the past. He's got something for you in the future. He's got something wonderful in the future. All you need to do is step up and say, you know what? I'm not going to let the world drag me down. I'm going to let heaven drag me up. I'm going to let the God of heaven move on me, and I'm going to see what glorious thing is yet to come. 
Jesus, I want your help. That's it. Go ahead and pray it out loud. Don't be afraid. Go ahead and pray it out loud. <laughs> you can fight the conviction off if you want. I can't stop you from doing that. But I'm trying to help you right now. God's trying to help you right now. God's trying to tell you something right now. And you need to listen to the voice of heaven that's speaking into your heart right now. You, 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 you just can't realize. You just can't realize that there is a possibility that it ever will change. But I'm telling you that when they threw that woman at the feet of Jesus she couldn't imagine what her life was going to be like When those people questioned the Lord, when those people challenged him, when those people uh, uh, questioned her and her actions uh, he, he said leave her alone This is going to be a memorial to her Go forward a little ways after the Lord had been crucified. That same Mary, she went to the grave to tend the body of Jesus. The stone was rolled away, and two angels were there. They, they said to her, What are you doing? He's not here. She turned and left, tears streaming down her face. What did they do with the body of Jesus? This one had shown her all this love. They're confusing Jesus for the gardener. Said, they've taken my master away. And he said, Mary, it's me. Before he showed himself to the disciples, he showed himself to Mary. Before he showed himself to the religious elite, he showed himself to Mary. A memorial. This story, Mary had no idea that 2,000 years later, she was going to be not lying in the dust as a disgraced woman, but she was going to be the one whom Jesus showed himself to first. That was a privilege and an honor that nobody else was able to say they had because this story isn't about what she did. This story is about what she could become. Thank God your story doesn't end with where you were. Your story will end with what you could become. Jeremiah 29 says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. I have for you an expected end. The God of heaven has an expected end for you, sir. Sister, I'm glad you came to church today. I'd like everyone to stand with me right now. We need to pray right now. Holy Ghost is trying to reach for somebody, and we're fighting devils right now, and I feel it. We need to break past this. No, we're reaching for somebody. We're trying to break past something sinful. Jesus, I want your help right now. 
Jesus, I need your help right now. I need you to move right now on somebody. There's somebody with a broken heart, God. Somebody who, who doesn't feel like they're worthy. Lord Jesus, uh, I want you to explain to them how much uh, uh, that uh, they don't have to make themselves worthy, God. You made us worthy by your work at Calvary. Go ahead. I want you to raise your hands and begin to pray and ask God to help us right now. People come to church tonight, they needed help. The devil's trying to stop it from happening. And I'm going to, you're going to kick the door down with me. There's people that come to church tonight, and they need some help. Hallelujah. You're not going to let the devil steal this from them. That's what the church is about. Somebody prayed, hallelujah, so you could get through. It's time for you to pray so they can get through. Help us, God. We need your help right now. This origin that you think is the defining moment of your life is a lie from hell. You think that your origin is your future. You think that a reflection of your past is the image of your future. But I'm telling you, that's a lie from hell. Hallelujah. It's a lie from hell. There's too many ex-drug addicts in this place. There's too many ex-gang members. There's too many ex-thieves. There's too many people that used to do a lot of wrong stuff for anyone to leave this place tonight believing anything but what God is capable of doing in your life. There's a God who's trying to reach for you right now. So you can push it off if you want. But I am desperately trying to tell you that if you allow God to help you, if you would just close your eyes, raise your hands, and begin to talk to the Lord, something wonderful will begin to happen in your life. The supernatural will begin to work in your life. Something that you never thought was possible is going to begin to unfold in your life. Just go ahead and raise that hand up and say, Jesus, I need your help right now. I need you to touch me, Lord Jesus. I need you to show me that there is something better coming than I could ever have imagined in my wildest dreams. God, I want you to show me right now. Show me my future, God. Hallelujah. I don't want to keep looking at my past. I don't want to keep looking at my failures. I don't want to keep looking at the things that are dragging me down. I don't want to keep looking at my sin over and over and over again. But I want to look. Hallelujah. I want to look at what you can see. God, I want to see myself as a son of God. I want to see myself as a daughter of God. I want to see you the way you see me tonight, oh God. I'm not calling for music tonight. I need you, hallelujah, to storm heaven. I need you to talk to God. I need you to find somebody nearby you who needs a help, a little bit of help from the Lord and to lay your hand on their shoulder and to begin to pray. I'm not going to make a big altar call right now. You know what I'm doing? I want you to be, this whole sanctuary is going to become our altar right now. You need to be 
plugged into the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You need to be plugged into the Spirit of God. You need to allow the Holy Ghost to begin to move you and change you and do something. Hallelujah. Let yourself be the conduit through which the Holy Ghost can operate. Hallelujah. There are some, there are some, uh, some younger people in this assembly right now. You came to church. Hallelujah. And God is trying to pull on your hearts. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what you think the future has to be. You know, it doesn't matter what your mom and your dad were. Those things don't matter. What kind of lies you've seen, the kind of lies you've told, none of that matters today. Your origins are irrelevant. God is trying to do something for you, and you must respond. I can't respond for you. Nobody can respond on your behalf. But if you will respond to the leading of the Holy Ghost. There is a God who's going to touch you. Hallelujah. We're trying to break past the sin right now. Hallelujah. That's it, brother. Go ahead. Come on. Break past this thing. We have fought hell this evening. If you haven't realized it, I can't help you. But there is a spirit that's trying to keep somebody from having victory in their life. And we are going to defeat that spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. I can preach till my tongue hangs out or you can pray through. I don't know what it's going to take, but I know that tonight it is possible for something supernatural to happen, but you have to speak to God. You have to say, God, I want more than what I've experienced. I'm not content to lie in the dust condemned of man. I want to know that there's something more for me and I'm going to raise my hands up and I'm going to say, Jesus, I need you to help me. That's it. Go ahead. Come on. Help somebody right now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Somebody's got to get a little intensity in their spirit. Somebody's got to say, you know what? I'm tired of being broken in my soul. I'm tired of falling over the same stupid sins over and over and over and over and over again. That's it, brother. Go ahead and pray. Pray till you get where you need to go. Sister, if you want to see something from God, if you want to break past uh, the, uh, 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 the shame uh, of your present, uh, if you want to break past the shame of your current uh, circumstances, uh, you just need to look up to the master and ask him a question. Oh, oh, where are those that condemn me? I don't see a master. Hallelujah. Are you ready to be set free? Are you ready to be delivered? Are you ready to get the answer that you need? Because Jesus is asking you a simple question. What kind of response are you going to give him? Are you ready for something new? Are you ready for something powerful? Are you ready to step past the sin? Hey, come on, church. Help me, please. Jesus, we need your help right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. That's it, sis. Don't be ashamed. Hallelujah. 
That's it, brother. Go, go ahead. Just go ahead and speak it out loud. Say, God, I'm, I'm looking to step up higher tonight. I'm looking for something better than I've had before. Hallelujah. If you want, hallelujah, to leave your origins behind, and if you want to step into the future, I am going to give you an opportunity right now to step away from your pew. Maybe if there's someone beside you who needs a little bit of help, why don't you grab them by the hand, and why don't you help lead him to this altar, lead her to this altar, and say, Jesus, I want you to help my sister. I want you to help my friend. I want you to speak to them right now and show them that there's something beautiful that's ready for them. If you're ready to step up and move on with the Lord, if you're ready for a touch of the Holy Ghost, if you're ready for a touch of the Spirit of God, it's available to you right now. What you need to do is you need to step out in faith and believe that God is going to help you and that the origins of your past don't have to condemn your future, that the mistakes you might have made, the regrets you might be living with, none of those things are going to matter because Jesus isn't looking at what you did. He's not looking at what you were. He's looking at what you will become. He's trying to show you that there is something better than anything you have ever known. All you need to do is go ahead and raise those hands up. You got to quit being so proud. Your pride is going to send you to hell right now. Your pride is going to send you to hell. Your pride and your arrogance is going to send you to hell. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be that way if you don't want it to. It doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. Come on, church. I need your help. You need to pray right now. There's people that are souls hanging the balance right now. And if God doesn't help them. Something tragic could happen. Hallelujah. We don't want something tragic to happen. We want them to break through. We want them to break through in the spirit. Stop being prideful. Come on, sis. If you don't pray, I don't know who's going to pray for you. If you don't begin to talk to the Lord, who do you think's going to do it on your behalf? If you don't reach out to God, who do you think's going to do it on your behalf? You've got to do it. You've got to do it tonight. You've got to talk to him. You've got to tell him, you know what? I'm ready to move forward. I'm ready to put behind me all of the untruths. I'm ready to put behind me the double life. I'm ready to put behind me the lies. I'm ready to put behind me the fakery. I'm ready to put behind me all of my macho pride and I'm ready to follow you Jesus to the ends of the earth. That's it sis. Go ahead. Raise your hands up high and say Jesus I need your help tonight. If you're ready to do something for Hallelujah. If you're ready to receive something from God, you just need to step out of that pew. Come on down to this altar and you can experience the power of God. You can know that the past is behind you. That the end doesn't have to be the same as the beginning. But it can be completely different.
Come on, go ahead and pray. Pray with some, pray with a little bit of intensity. There's got to be a little bit of fervency in your spirit. If you're looking for God to do something, you got to get a little bit serious. You got to know and understand the urgency of this moment. You've got to understand that God is desperately trying to reach you today. And so if you would just raise those hands up, close your eyes, open your mouth and begin to say, Jesus, I want you to help me right now. I want you to break these chains that have kept me bound for these many months, for these many years. God, I want to be liberated from that. I will not leave this service the same way I came, but I am coming to experience something greater. It doesn't matter about my past. I don't care about my past. What I care about tonight, God, is what you're going to make me into. You're going to fashion me into something I never imagined. You're going to transform me into somebody I never believed was possible. I'm rejecting my past and I am embracing the promise of my future.